Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning and bibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And that's actually where I normally leave it. You open your mouth real big to say something there, and uh, I don't know what to do. I, I think I might have been about to introduce you, which then uh, I realized is not how we do things. No, that is, we've done this at least 10 times. Um, we've never done that once, so... We're striking out new ground here. We're we're trying new things. We're we're exploring the studio space. I guess. Anyway, I'm I'm Matt Knotts. I've I've been I've been everywhere lately. I've I've been on a journey. Where have you been, Matt? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh boy. Um. Oh, I'm already bored. Yeah. Yeah. I took a a, a day trip to Boston to help our, our our good friend James move to Rochester. Rochester. I'm I'm very excited to have him uh in the, the old five eight five. He's in the five eight five. Um, which is super exciting. Uh we we had a giant fifteen foot U-Haul that we drove back from Danvers Mass all the way back to beautiful Rochester, New York, Webster, New York, where life is worth living. And licenses come out of Cracker Jack boxes. Yeah, that's what I've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had a film festival that I spent four days at. That was fun. Yeah, lots of smiling faces. We like to do little little gimmicks, little little giveaways, little things to to make you think about the movie as you walk out. We had one film called The Black Hole, where a man has the titular black hole open up in the middle of his apartment. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do do with it, so he uh, starts to use it as a giant garbage can and. Uh, <laughs> dumps a bunch of uh, jizz tissues down it. Um, so we handed out small small packages of tissues before that. Not telling anyone that that's what it was. Uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing the pictures uh, of those on social media and thinking, oh, maybe it's sad. No. I didn't know it was about jizz. Yeah, no, it was it was it was it was cum rags. Um, <laughs> short, short film about cum rags. <laughs> Not exclusively, but, but we handed those out to people anyhow, because sure. that's, that's the kind of caring people we are at the Anomaly Film Festival. Um, you know, a bunch of little stuff, glow-in-the-dark vampire teeth and toy alligators. We like people to go home happy. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like it was a blast, and I'm sad that I missed it, but um, couldn't be avoided. There's always next year. There's always next year. He says, as he's said that to me, Kenneth, two past years. 
Hey, um, I, 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 I bought a pass to the digital version. Did the digital version? That's right. I it's did. easier when you don't have to leave your house when you've got two small children. And and now, <laughs> the vast majority of what you showed last year is available on Shutter. It's true. Get fifty percent off your first month with the promo code Dead Meat James. Or get um, use freight rags, and you can get. I think it's thirty days free. Yeah, I, I I don't actually know what the terms of the uh, the one for dead meat are, um, I, but yeah, no. Instead, use uh, instead use fright rigs, um, and and Ben, um, I I wear a two XL. I I like the um, silver shamrock baseball tee, and you have my address. And I will just say, everyone at Fright Rags, I love you very much. You're very nice people. I'm sure they are. I haven't met them. I will meet them at some point and try to try to snag free shit. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. (laughs) Shit as yet. However, um, yeah, they have new baseball hats going on sale. I think if you're listening to this right now, maybe today or yesterday. Um, And they have a really cool Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision uh, hat that I I plan on buying. That's fun. I I need me a Joe Bob hat. I, I would agree that. That that's something that you need. You you have a a you are nothing if not a Joe Bob Briggs fan. I am. In fact, look who's here at my desk cheering me on every time I do a podcast. Is it Darcy the male girl? No, it's Joe Every- Bob Briggs. No, I did not. I did not order the the Darcy action figure quick enough. Gotcha. Now, is that the same one that was at your uh, desk at work, or do you have two of them? I have two. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not enough that he cheers you on when you're recording podcasts. You you need a, a backup to make you feel like a good boy at work. Joe Bob is like Jesus. He sees me at all my highest times and lowest times. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows, he knows when, when you're awake. Better be good for goodness sake. As a matter of fact, they announced that there's the Joe Bob Christmas special. Uh, again this year, which is I, always I did good. see that he does a telethon, which is usually chuck full of either collectibles that he has, Darcy has, stuff people have sent in. It's always fascinating. Last year he did uh, Dial Code Santa Claus, which is one of the darkest and most twisted movies I've ever seen in my life. Ah. I'll have to uh, see if I can find that somewhere. It's Home Alone without the laughs. Oh, <laughs> I, I would enjoy that. Sub- subtract the laughs and add a dead dog. And that's uh dial code Santa Claus. Excellent. Yeah. Now, now Matt earlier, uh, you, you were talking about, um, uh, the black hole. Black hole. Son. We are going down something of a black hole ourselves this evening. Are we not? Wash away the ring. Black hole. Son. What? Uh, we're, we're going down a, a bit of a black hole ourselves this evening. I was attempting a, a segue. Oh, a segue. A segue. A segue. Yes. Yeah. That's correct. That's a good segue. Uh, we are doing some, some, uh, it's a black hole cause we're doing uh, a dark beers. We're doing our favorite dark beers. It's all black IPAs. It's a moment that is three years in the making. It's our first all black IPA episode. 
we we started it slow last year. We did uh, black metal, right? Mm-hmm. And this year we've got we've got two chambers filled for your ass. We've got um, Treehouse Raven that we do. And then should we tell them about the second one or should we let it let it let it simmer? Should we let that be a surprise? Hmm. I don't know. I'm I I. I th- I think I know what the name of this episode is, so I, I don't know. Um, well, you know what? The day that they announced it was coming out, I said that we wanted to do it on the show. So I figured that's uh, people who pay attention to our social media exploits already know. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, yeah. Nocturnal Animations by... Uh, no, that is... Stronger. That is not what it's called, Matthew. It is no. uh, Nocturnal Rainbows. Oh, I get those confused. By uh, by by the the Rising Storm Brewing Company out of uh, Livonia, New York. Arguably, my favorite brewery in uh, in our area. Um, yeah, I'm I'm leaning toward that myself. It is um, just toe to tip. It's a Bart. This is such a great brewery. Um, like I have not had anything that was less than really good from them. It's true. And that being said, why don't we dig into our first beer, which is not that. That is not that. Let's get the uh, the tree house. Yes. Oh, we didn't say that, did we? This is a tree house. This is our first tree house. Is it our first tree house? On the BRJ, yes. Wow. It's an auspicious tree house. Yes. So let's go ahead and uh, uh, grip it and rip it, baby. And then, Matt, you can read some can copy while I pour. It's very dark in here. I don't know if I can read the can copy. I think we usually count on that. It's been too long since we've done one of these. It has been approximately two weeks. I count in dog weeks. Here's the part everybody likes from what I hear. It's like ASMR. Everybody has to take a pee after this one. Now, those of you at home, you can hear how dark that beer is, how beautiful that beer is. You know what? I pulled out my... My current favorite glass for this. What is it, that one? It works perfectly. It's my conspiracy glassworks glass with Baphomet. Baphomet. Oh. Like D- Timothy Chalamet. Does it say like uh, drink what thou wilt? It should, but instead it's just a gold foil. This is a good time to take a picture because I'm holding this up. Wait, there we go. Uh, and, and yeah, there we go. I got gotcha. you. Great. So when we make glasses and we put Satan, the devil on them, um, ours will say, drink what thou wilt. Yes, that's okay. coming soon. I, I feel like we should do that. TM, 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 TM. Or at least may, maybe we do a, a BRJ Baphomet sticker. Yeah. Or t-shirt. Maybe when I asked my brother for the Halloween logo. <laughs> For the show, I should have been like, uh, do Baphomet, but instead of a goat's head, it's a hop with little goat horns. That's That would be cute. Yeah. Any hoozles. This is Raven by uh, the Treehouse. It's so Raven. 
It's so Raven. That's the thing I like about this beer. It's so Raven. It's um, so legitimately though, this, this, this beer is so fucking good. This beer is so fucking Raven. Um, all right. You ready? Let me see if I can do this. I have to pull up a light because it's. Yes, you it is what? a it is hey. black text on an almost completely black can background. And it, it makes me ask, like if I'm looking at this can, it's it's black. It's like space without the stars. How much more black could this be? Uh, Raven is a black IPA by Treehouse Brewing Company. It features a Jet black appearance with a fluffy white head giving way to classic and integrated pine hop aromas of citrus and pine. It is clean, balanced, and executed with stark attention to detail. An ever so gentle impression of roasted malt provides balance and bitterness making Raven an ideal beer to enjoy with a meal of smoked meats or beef stew, a now classic style, and one we are excited to welcome to the family. Enjoy! Black IPA, one pint. Brewed in Charlton, Massachusetts, by the Treehouse Brewing Company. Yeah, um... Treehouse! We've talked on the show before about black IPAs and and how near and dear to our hearts they are. It is my favorite style of beer and mine. Um, and just not enough people brew them anymore. So I am fucking delighted that we have the opportunity to drink, not just one, uh, excellent example on this episode, but two, one black IPA. (laughs) Ah, uh, uh, two black IPA. All right. I mean, yeah. I'm already, I'm already tucking in. Oh, well, fuck me running. Let's get after it. Mm. Oh, God damn it. Pow. Oh man. Yeah. It, it's got that citrus. It's got that pine. Um, oh, it, it you know, just undercurrent of, um, uh, Really, really dark chocolate. Um, very light hints of that. Um, God, it's just so nice. It's like a really good cold brew coffee. Yeah, so nice. They named it twice. Raven, 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 Raven. Doctor Rosen, Rosen. It's like I have no complaints about this beer whatsoever, except that. It's not brewed year round. Yeah, it's true. This is an interesting point you're making too, because this is the first year in a lot of years where a bunch of breweries are doing black IPAs. That's true. Um, so Stone re-released uh, Sublimely Self-Righteous for the first time in a long time this year, and it is yet. in their IPA pack. Really? It is. Um, Does this mean we have to buy an IPA pack? I guess so, because it's the only way you can get sublimely self-righteous right now. God damn it. Hey, it's it's stone, so I mean... It's true. There's a lot worse things that you could spend money on than a stone IPA pack. Is the anniversary beer in there, too? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, it was one of those things where I saw that they were putting out a pack of IPAs, and I was like, 
Does it have the black one? Does it have the, does it have the, uh, yes, it does. Thank goodness. Um, but, uh, I, I wasn't specifically looking for the 25th anniversary one. That's my next stone grab. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's one that's specifically made for McKenna Tyson blue. It is. It's a 12 and a half percent triple IPA. It comes in a twelve percent, a twelve ounce can because it will murder you if you don't drink it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I drank the uh, the Utopius um, beer that James uh, brought into town for me, which was like seventeen and a half percent. Yeah, and I was very glad that that was only a twelve ounce bottle. I want to warm your tummy a little bit, huh? Um, that was an all night sipper. Yeah, it gets better it, as it warms up. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I didn't need a second beer that evening. I should hope not at 17%. Jesus. <laughs> I would have just been gilding the lily at that point. Yeah. <laughs> just God and had a Bud Light just as a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just as a fuck you to myself? Why would I do that? Oh, I had a really good beer. Now let me give myself diarrhea. Yeah. No, I, uh, that, that would be like following this, uh, this Raven up with, I don't know, uh, a Bud Light. Yeah. I think yeah, that be a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually the, this evening's, uh, pregame, uh, on the show was brought to you by, um, Trillium Brewing out of, uh, what is that? Boston mass. It's, uh, Canton. Canton. Um, black metal. So this is an all black IPA night for old McKenneth here. See, I, uh, I pre-gamed with the Kringle juice, mm. which is not a beer. I just gargled Santa's balls. Ah, I really thought I was going to do better on that one. I'm just, I'm, I'm so zoned in on this beer because it's so delightful. God, this is a really, this is a challenging episode for me. This is going to, yeah, spoiler alert, everybody. This episode's going to suck because me and Matt are both going to just enjoy the beers. Like, <laughs> I apologize in advance. This is not going to be an interesting episode. But yeah, no, the uh, the Santa, the Kringle juice, Kringle, 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 Kringle tingles, Kringle tingles. That one, um, when I saw the the post about that on Instagram from, from Big Ditch, I uh, I sent that to you like right away. Yeah. And I was like, maybe one of the ones that we do in December, maybe we do an extra bonus episode in December. Maybe um, you still want to do the, uh, the Sam Adams mix pack. Yeah. Yeah. We need to pick that up soon. I feel <laughs> like that's they're a, all gone. That's a guest episode. We need to find a night where we can get together with a couple of people and, and work on that one. Yeah. Our job but- is to finish the 12 pack between the four of us. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, that's three beers a piece. That's right. doable. That's a great night. Yeah. Three 12 ounces. That's like. It's easy. That's two pints. It's what we're drinking tonight. Yeah. You love old Fezziwig, and I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, I can't wait to talk about old Fezziwig either. That's such a good one. There's something damp under my desk, and that makes me nervous. Hmm. I have a new puppy. Hmm. It's probably puppy pee. I very well might be. I mean, he's a basset hound, so it may be pee. It might be drool. 
Yeah, that, that's fair enough. <laughs> when you sent me the picture of him, uh, when you first were like, well, we're going to visit this dog and we might bring him home. I saw him and I was just like, you know, it's a basset hound. So he looks like he wants to just, you know, jump off a bridge. Um, uh, what was it I said to you? He looks thrilled. Yes, that was exactly <laughs> what it was. Here's the interesting thing I've learned about basset hounds. This is dog talk with, with Matt Knott's. Um, basset hounds uh-huh. are complete maniacs Oh, for 18 seconds at a time. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's a that's a manageable amount. It's like it's like watching a narcoleptic uh, a narcoleptic daredevil most of the time. Like he goes ape shit for thirty seconds, gets into everything, tears the house apart for thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden, I've got a dog shaped lump in the middle of my floor. Well, that's fun. It's fucking weird. He also starts like a grown man. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, like the only interactions with dogs I've had in the last 18 months is like when I go visit my parents, I need a dog. Yeah, you should get a dog. You should get a Basset. I mean, I guess. Let's be Basset buddies. Yeah. We can be those guys with with big beards and Basset hounds at breweries. (laughs) Is, Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware. You need a, a basset or some kind of doodle. Yeah. Agree with your dog. And your dad, your dog has to be named something like Bryce or Meatloaf. <laughs> well, I I don't know if I could name uh, my dog Bryce, uh, considering I've got a friend with a, a kid named Bryce. Yeah. Then again, I've got a friend named Ben, and I name my son Ben. That that's kind of like erasing my friend Ben a little bit. I mean, here's a Ben I like way more. Not not to not to belabor the point, but you also have your son's name tattooed on your ass. So, well, that was my friend's name at the time. (laughs) Yeah, but by your own by your own admission, now that's Trump. That so now it's your son's name on your ass. This is, I, I suppose does kind of make me feel like I need to get one for my daughter at some point. On the other cheek? No, I am not getting my <laughs> daughter's name tattooed on my ass. Jesus. Get it on the other cheek and then put an, an M on each side, right beside it. Mm. Honor the whole family on your butt. Now, here's the interesting thing that I'm finding about the Raven. Is that uh, the nose on this is not as good as the the, the taste? Hmm. No, it kind of smells sour. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't really spent a lot of time, um, in, in you know, taking in the bouquet uh, when I drank the other one. Because you've got the fuckers. Pretty much. No, I, I injected it directly into my veins. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it smells kind of funky. I don't know exactly what that is. It tastes great, but it's, it does have a little sourness to it. It might be mm-hmm. just like the way the, the malts kind of 
you know what it is? It's the it's the roastiness of the malt um, contrasted with the the citrus of the the hops. Yeah, it smells like you poured orange juice into coffee. Yeah, kind of. But man, I'm I'm just so happy that uh, that the Raven never flooding still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door. What about me? What about Raven? <laughs> That's a wrestling thing. I had to contrast it with your Edgar Allan Poe. We can't be literate without doing dick jokes. <laughs> We contain multitudes. Yes. We we go from uh, revered cousin fuckers to pro wrestlers. I think that's like one Venn diagram. It's, it's one circle. Was 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 Poe a cousin fucker? I probably. He was a lot of fucker. I'm sure Daddy Blue's go- <laughs> furiously typing me a text message right now. <laughs> Um, but I, I feel like he was it. I don't think mm, I don't know. Daddy Here, Blue, can, can hey Google, can, I'd like to set up a a segment on the program called Daddy's moment, Daddy Blue's moment of cousin fuckers in literature. Where weekly we just have have your dad come in and talk about. Are you just Googling furiously now? I Googled was Poe a, f- a cousin fucker. Man, I'm doing a bit and you're just Googling. Um, I, I think Poe is a cousin fucker, everyone. Of course he was. Yeah. Everyone was back then. I mean, what else were you going to do? Like everybody else died. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> You never went more than like 30 miles away from the place you were born. So right. like. So you just had to throw it at whatever was available. And most of the time you were related to it. Yeah. that And that's how we got Republicans. Moments in cousin fucking. <laughs> great moments. Great moments. Great moments in cousin, great moments in cousin fucking. <laughs> Hi, oh. Wait, uh, I was trying to do a Marv Albert. And it turned into Ed McMahon. It turned into Ed McMahon. Jesus. You are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. He did fuck a cousin. Oh, yes. That was better. Wait, that was Marv Albert and not Ed McMahon? The last one was, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, apparently, I don't know the difference between Ed McMahon and uh, Ed, Mc, Ed McMahon and Marv Albert, other than the Ed Marv Albert bit uh, a transvestite prostitute. I don't know the difference between Ed, Ed McMahon and Egg McMuffin. Uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, I wouldn't swallow an Egg McMuffin. Hello. Hello. They're like 63 cents tomorrow, by the way, and I'm very excited about that. What's it? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a visual joke, everybody. It's it's me holding up an envelope to my head while wearing a big turban. 
If you're less than 52 years old, this is the bit that was called The Great Karnak on Carson. What's uh, the difference between Marv Albert, Ed McMahon, and Ed McMuffin? What's the difference between Marv Albert, Ed McMahon, and an Egg McMuffin? Kenneth Blue wouldn't swallow an Egg McMuffin. Excellent. Wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my best Ed McMahon. Was it good? <laughs> that's, more, that's more Andy Richter. <laughs> Andy Richter verging on on Danhausen with a little bit of uh, Bob Dylan. No, no, that was supposed to be uh, Paul um, Paul Reiser. Paul Paul Schneider. Paul Reiser. Paul, no. Paul Stanley. No, Paul Paul from David Letterman. Paul Atreides. Speaking of Paul Atreides, did you watch Dune Part Tomorrow. 1? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to this right now and wondering, when did Matt Knott watch Dune? It was yesterday. As of right now, it's tomorrow. Because I live in a time paradox. But if you were Paul Muad'Dib, you would have both not watched it yet, but already be aware that you had watched it in the future. It's true. Because you would be the Kwisatz Haderach, the shortening of the way. And if I were Paul Muad'Dib's son, I would be a worm. This is true. You, you would be a half-worm, half-man um guy if i remember right his his name in the book is edward wormman isn't it um yeah edward wormman um and his uh sister um whose name escapes me that he thought was like there's some there's some uh there's some shit that goes down in those later books her name was tangella wormman um, and the interesting thing about Edward Wormman, and it, I found it weird that Herbert spent this much time talking about it, dressed exclusively in dickies. Yeah, and nothing but dickies. So his dickie was always hanging out. Yeah, it was very weird. I mean, he wanted to be formal, but he didn't have arms or legs, so it was really just yeah, you know the 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 collar and the tie, and no. So Edward Wormman, a big fan of the dickie. Yeah. Have you still not read uh, Dune? No, I, I finished it. Mm. What What did you think? Um, it was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understand the Kwisatz Haderach, and I, I understand um, Gam Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, uh, the Butlerian Jihad. Yep, and I'm a big fan of Duncan Idaho. Uh-huh. He's pretty cool. I, I look forward to seeing what, what he gets up to in the future. Yeah, no, I um you know I actually liked him so much um that I bought my own private Duncan Idaho. Ah, very good, very good. Yes. Um the interesting thing about Duncan Idaho's is you buy one um and you just keep getting them over and over again. They they just kind of come back over and over in, in different 
it's it's an unlimited it, it's kind of like going to a salad bar full of duncan idaho's mm. directed by gus van zant not sure i get that one matt did uh, he, he direct made, uh he made my own, my private, own private idaho, idaho? Yes, that was Gus Van Zandt. Okay, I I I, <laughs> I went for the other my own private Idaho. The B fifty two's reference. Yeah. Highbrow, lowbrow, everything in between. It's the beer review journal. Which one was highbrow? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Gus Van Zandt. Is, is he the guy that directed uh, Brown Bunny? No, that was uh, Vincent Gallo, I want to say. Oh, yeah, I was way off. Who made Buffalo 66 as well. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, (laughs) It takes a certain special kind of guy to be like, I'm going to direct a movie just so that I can film my girlfriend giving me a blowjob. Yeah, usually guys just do that on their own. Yeah. And I don't release it into theaters theaters. and stuff or IFC network. (laughs) Yeah. Not my favorite movie. Really? It's fine. Really? Your your favorite movie is not the one that revolves around getting to the like five minute long blowjob scene. Okay. So Anomaly showed a film called After Blue. Uh Uh-huh which is a French, we, we were billing it as the French erotic sci-fi Western. Um, and it was a film that featured women that had a, a third eye over their, their pubic mound um, and a sex android that, that had multiple tentacles that it would use, hmm. which the shot kind of looked like somebody threw a handful of hot dogs at the, at the lead actress's face. So like, yeah, Brown Bunny's a thing. I mean, that sounds like just a good time to me. It's uh, to quote my friend, Lori, there's not enough drugs. <laughs> uh, there's never enough drugs. We walked out of that film and one of the, the people in the audience looked at me and said, we really need to check on the French. <laughs> um, See, for whatever reason, that reminds me of when I was um, in the process of taking world cinema in, uh, in college. Yeah. Um, during which we watched uh, a few movies um, like uh, uh, Idioterne. Uh, the idiots. Yep. Um, we watched uh, uh, Festin, the celebration. Okay. We watched Little Otik. Have you ever watched Little Otik? No. It sounds like your uh, your professor went for the deep cuts. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also watched. Um, I, I forget what the point of this story was. Yeah, I'm riveted. <laughs> what what was the, oh um hmm what, what what was the movie that we were talking about? 
Uh, that would have been After Blue or The Brown Bunny. The Brown Bunny. No, it was After Blue. Oh, it was Nine Songs. Okay. Was the one that we watched, um, which has performances by like the Dandy Warhols and uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and a bunch of other bands in it and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's basically about this guy who falls for this woman um, and they go to a bunch of concerts together. Uh, interspersed with scenes of them having unsimulated sex with each other. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, Don't know if I need to. Um, I mean, I can lend it to you. I own it. It's actually a very good movie. Oh. <laughs> but there is a part <laughs> where the lead actress is, you know, giving the lead actor a blowjob and he, you know, uh, finishes and... <laughs> When we were discussing the movie after finishing, uh, you know, the professor just sort of asks, like, you know, what did you guys think of it? And, like, nobody talked for, like, 15, 20 seconds. And then just some frat guy was like, I didn't really need to see that dude jizz on his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Our first year of Anomaly, we walked five people for a film called In Fabric. Um, when a priest or a cardinal, it's it's eluding me at a moment, um, was having simulated sex with a mannequin with a wild merkin. Um, hmm. It came to the moment of completion, and there was just a shot of the the arcing rope flying through the air just on a black background mm-hmm. um we thought it was amazing on a 42 inch television when we screened it at home <laughs> okay um, what we didn't take into account uh, was what that looks like on a 25 foot tall screen um which was uh disconcerting for a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> it was Priest face, then ropes, then five people running for the exits. Some people just don't have any culture, Matt. Yeah, no. Apparently. Apparently. So that's my recommendation of the film In Fabric, starring uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, no, I, I've got to, uh, I've got to catch up on the on all the stuff that I didn't get to see in Anomaly uh, on Shutter. Uh, shout out to our good friends at the Rondequay Public Library. If it's not on Shutter, you can actually take any of the movies out in the last couple of years from Anomaly, with a couple exceptions, hmm. uh, out from the Rondequay Public Library. Excellent. They got Paper Tigers. Yeah, they do. They got uh, The Columnist. Yes, they do. They got uh, I Blame Society. Yep. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm just trying to remember which ones I watched last year. It happens to me all the time. I'm impressed. I loved him. I blame society, by the way. So did I. That one was really fun. It was a tough call because we had the columnist and and I blame society, which were not wholly dissimilar. I mean, they they kind of went similar places, just in. in they're they're two ways. great tastes that taste great together, though. So we we were kind of conflicted on, on programming both, but I blame society just was just. That little bit of nasty yeah. that, that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that one seems kind of similar to um, 
a movie with Joe Keery that came out a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, he basically plays a guy who's trying to be like a Twitch streamer, but he's not yes. getting anywhere with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, that it, it came out at Sundance and got a release like right after Sundance. Mm-hmm. Cause it was one of the ones that we kind of wanted to do for anomaly. And then it just got released. Yeah. This is the challenge that it screens at a festival and then immediately somebody buys it, puts it up on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thirsty. Let's drink another beer. We're going to rinse our glasses and be right back. Uh, (laughs) Is that abrupt enough? Uh, Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll be back in just a moment with uh, Nocturnal Rainbows from Rising Storm. Uh, You listen to the things that Matt puts in right here. Hi, everyone. We've returned from the bar. We have. We're back. And we have oh. another beer. We, we've yeah. already told you what it is, though, so I'm not going to pretend like it's a surprise. It is Nocturnal Rainbows by Rising Storm Brewing Company out of Livonia, New York. In, I, I want to say that's Livingston County. Yes, you are Excellent. correct. There. So... It's the second time that I've been there. Yeah. Each time has just been a pleasure. Um, when when you and I went together and we drank a number of beers. Yeah, enough. Enough where I uh, reached out to them on Instagram and was like, can we give you a sticker? We like your beers. and We made a stick. Would you like a sticker that we made? And they were like, yes, we'll take your sticker. Just don't don't just, drool on us. Just please leave. Yes. Um, when I went back to pick up Nocturnal Rainbows, you know what I saw, Matt? What'd you see? I saw our sticker on their uh their four pack refrigerator. No shit. Yeah. And well, it's kind of close to the door, so it's pretty prominently placed. That's great. It is great. I don't know that it's gotten us any additional downloads, but Hey, you know what? I just appreciate the love. I I appreciate them putting it up and not doing what I would have done if I'd been in their place saying, Oh yeah, we'll put it up and then turning around and throwing it out. It's exactly what you told me. when I dropped some flyers off for the film festival at AJ's. You're like, Oh yeah, they threw those out by the time we turned the corner. Yeah. We weren't even out of the parking lot. They'd already thrown them out. It, 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 it's like the friends and family coupons that my wife gave me for Old Navy like three weeks ago. And then I finally took them out of my backpack yesterday. I was like, oh, this event took place two weeks ago. We just bought a bunch of stuff from Old Navy, too. Oh, I could have gotten it for you for half off. God damn it. Yeah, sorry, bud. Yeah, Milo wears a lot of Old Navy stuff. A lot, a lot of nice David Bowie shirts. Yeah. Come on, Old Navy. Yeah. So we should probably crack open the nocturnal rainbows. Let's do this. And a one and a two and a ready, set, go. Oh. Oof. That love. Now, now the, the here's, here's one thing I didn't say in the moment. 
but the can for Raven said something about a, a white head. Yes. False. It was very much a tan head. It was. Um, this one, very similar. Oh, the aroma on this is totally different, though. Yes, it is. And the taste is completely different, if memory serves. This seems like it's more of a classic black IPA. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get another a, a photograph? Because I poured this really nice. Look at that. Uno momento por favor. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. When you see that on Instagram, that is a giant soy face I was making at that beer. You guys enjoy that. Now, here's something that I need to say about Rising Storm. I have always loved the beers that I've had from them. Okay. I have also always hated their can art. It's hard to differentiate. <clears throat> Literally every single can that they put out had a dark gray background with an ovular logo that said rising storm with some like clouds in the background. And then you had to look fairly close <laughs> at what the beer said. Like, you know, the logo, they'd kind of differentiate between different beers by hey, different colors. Hey, McKenneth. Yes. Hey, McKenneth. Yes. I'm ovularating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So when I tell you that Rising Storm has uh, started switching up their can art, and I'm very happy about that, you know, it, it's just one less thing to worry about it uh it never really worried me but it, it's cool to see it now like i've got these stacked up maybe i'll take a picture from the instagram uh-huh of what these look like together stacked up let me do that and as a bonus for our friends at home uh-huh. i'll take a photo with with my patron saint We'll give you the whole whole situation here. I'll do it square so we can see. Yeah, I think that's a good photo. Yeah, you can I see look that forward to seeing it on the Instagram. I'm gonna send it to my my good friend. Uh, Mr. McKenneth Blue right now. Oh, shit. So now, um, Rising Storm, a, a lot of their stuff is inspired by 90s hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop. Can you tell me what Nocturnal Rainbows is a, a, a reference to? Sure can't. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Let's see. Um, why don't you go ahead and take a sip of this while I Google Nocturnal Rainbows? Aha, it is from the uh, the artist Hobson, which is someone I've never heard of. Me either. I don't I that not not somebody that's that's happened into my my wheelhouse. Yeah. You think you're original? You're not original. You were programmed to be you. Hmm. When the sun's down, nocturnal rainbows soar in the air so high. 
It may seem so that I can't see, but the darkness provides the light for me. Please stop reading this like it's a fucking Hallmark card. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll uh yeah, I've I've closed the tab. I also just sent you another photo that's going to make you probably laugh a little bit. <sighs> yes, a, a signed picture of Colin Baker. The one true doctor. The one true doctor. So here's the thing about the can of nocturnal rainbows that I just opened. Yeah. Uh, Very full. (laughs) More than a pint. So it kind of spilled all over the uh, I'd rather drink in Rochester coaster that you gave me. From, uh, I think that's 10 high screen printing. Yeah. Um, Give shout outs to local business. Yeah. Um, So... That, that, that's not a that's not a pristine coaster anymore. That's all right. That's what they're made for. I know, but still. Have I ever told you about when I met Colin Baker? Yes. Boy, did I make a fool of myself. But you haven't told it on the podcast, so so let's uh, let's recount that. My very first Comic Con. I went to six consecutive Comic Cons back in the early 2000s in San Diego. Oh, oh, hey, shit, everybody. Uh, uh, Matt, can you uh, blow an blow an air horn real quick? Oh, I did mention. Yeah, let me see. What, do I have one? Let me see what I got. I've got. We can do. Matt talked about going to San Diego, everybody. Drink. I've got got this one. That's the good one for San Diego. I went to San Diego Comic Con six years in a row. Everybody take a good long sip on that one. Uh, My very first one, Colin Baker was there. Ooh. He played the doctor on Doctor Who. He was, you know what? He was the sixth doctor chronologically, but. He's the first doctor in your heart. The number one doctor in my heart. The best doctor. The one that had the worst outfit. Some would say the smartest doctor and the sexiest creature I've ever laid my eyes on. I don't know about sexy, but he was kind of, uh, he kind of laid the groundwork for who I am as an adult. Um, which is kind of a, a sad thing to say out loud, but it's true. Nevertheless, is that Chewbacca? It is Chewbacca. I apologize. What a Wookie. We, we've reached the point in the show where McKenneth has had, uh, two and a quarter beers and he starts just picking up random toys off of his bookshelf. Um, so any who is old. Uh, I was on my way because we missed our flight coming into uh, San Diego. Um, via Hotlanta um, from a text from our good friend Anna telling me that Colin Baker was there. So I walked into the uh, 
the conference hall, the convention hall, right after we, we landed, we pretty much went right from the airport to the convention hall. And there he was in all of his glory and his khaki cargo shorts and his gray t-shirt, not unlike the one you're wearing right now. Um, Did his have sailboats on it? It may have. And uh, a pair of Crocs. And um, seems to be a bit of a gourmand, uh, Mr. Baker. Not not that I'm judging. I'm a man of larger carriage, my own self. Um, but he had put on a, a couple pounds since the uh, the 1980s. Yeah, Colin Baker does look a little bit like somebody ate Colin Baker. Yeah, Colin Baker, Baron Harkonnen, to to kind of harken back a little bit. Harkonnen um, back. Nicely done. Yeah. Um, That's what I, I'm here for. I fangirled all over him. I, I may have said... With zero irony, you're my doctor. Um, uh, and then he looked embarrassed for both of us. He was just like, you know, I acted in other things too. Yeah, but nobody noticed. He was in the the doctors before that. Like nobody cared. Um. And then there was a whole thing where the guy that ran the BBC stole his wife, and that's why he got fired from Doctor Who. Any huh. Um still the best doctor. If you uh, if you are not a, a aware of Colin Baker's work, check out the Trial of a Time Lord. Also, uh, any of the audios where he is very funny, very clever, very charming, Colin Baker. Or just check out that time he uh, bitch slapped. Peter Davison for also, saying that the doctor should not be a woman. Also very good. Yes. This is why I love Colin Baker. He, he's just an all around badass. Like, did, did I get the fifth doctor's name right? Peter Davison. That's correct. Okay. Thank yeah. goodness. Yep. David I, Tennant's father-in-law. I had to check my, my nerd cred for a second there. Yeah. You were aware of that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, father of uh, George, the doctor's daughter, who right. married David Tennant, who played the doctor, which is kind of—I mean, it's a fictional character. Also, Tennant's favorite doctor was Peter Davison. That's got to be kind of a bummer when you realize your dad's a sho- or your father-in-law's like a chauvinist. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that'd be super awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, he see he tweets that shit out, and you're just like, what, what, what? Oh my god! It was like he was right here with us. David Tennant, are you here? Alonzi. So another year at Comic Con in San Diego. Uh, David Tennant has just had just given his uh, big. Doctor Who Hall H appearance or ballroom 20 at that point because Doctor Who wasn't big enough for Hall H yet. We walked by him in a hallway. And we didn't really notice until we saw his uh, bedazzled uh, Stormtrooper t-shirt that he was wearing. Mm. At which point our uh, my, the aforementioned Anna hyperventilated because she was there in her, her Dalek dress that she made. Um, It was really a thing. It was cute. 
That's wonderful. Hey, Matt, shut the fuck up. What do we think of this beer? That's fine. Uh, going back to Doctor Who. Um, what do you think about TARDIS? I think a TARDIS is cool. No, a TARDIS is cool, and I have um, I have one on my bookshelf. Does it work? I can't quite reach it. Does it work? Um, no. Does it put you through time and or space? I don't actually. I don't. I don't remember if this one makes noises or not. It's got yeah. like a thing on the bottom where you can basically like uh, you you stick your finger in like a little socket and you can twirl it. That's a flashlight. It's not a flashlight, Matt. I've got it's three of those. A flashlight. I know the difference. <laughs> the taste? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so Nocturnal Emissions, the beer from Rising Storm. How do we feel about it? You, you can't do that during the actual segment, Matt. Come on. We <laughs> like these guys. <laughs> They're probably like... <laughs> <laughs> They're all excited that we're talking about their beer on our super popular podcast. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that with a straight face. There are tens of listeners. <laughs> There's literally dozens of us. Dozens. Um, Nocturnal Rainbows is what it's called from yes. uh, the, the titular song by Hopson. What, what do we think of this one, Matt? Because I've I've tasted it, you have not. It's a classic black IPA. It's uh, it's got a lot of those uh, piney, resiny notes that you you would think of from the uh, the centennial hops. I think are in there, right? It's centennial and citra. If I read the can correctly, centennial and citra. Yes. Um. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bite your steez for a second here, and I'm gonna oh, read shit. the can copy. Keep cold. Drink fresh. Please recycle. Hops, Centennial, and Citra. Yeah, and I can get that Centennial because that's where you get a lot of that um, piney, resiny, mm-hmm. old school. Like I say old school, and it's not a an indictment. It's just like it's a very, um, what is it, Cascadian Dark Ale is what this was called initially. It's got that feel to it where it was a. A classic West Coast IPA with a, a roasted malt. That's what I get from this. It's a very true to style black IPA. Yeah, it's the uh, platonic ideal of a black IPA. Right, where the other one is is essentially a treehouse beer with roasted malt. Yeah. This is, uh, it's more of what you would... Uh, imagine when you think of a a black IPA, it's a very very good version of it, but it's it's the classic black IPA. Yes, and and there's no limit to what we can imagine. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You. Have I ever told the story about the time my dad uh, met John Lennon on the show? No. No? So my dad met John Lennon at some kind of press conference. <laughs> just just outside the Dakota. 
Yeah. Uh, this this chubby guy in glasses walked up to my dad and he was like, uh, excuse me, do you know when John Lennon is going to be out here? Um, and my dad was like, yeah, no, we've heard he's uh, coming home later tonight uh, with Yoko. Um, and he should be walking right through these gates here. Um, Your dad was actually the guy that gave him that the, the, the copy of Catcher in the Rye, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, actually. You look like a guy that would like J.D. Salinger here. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. No, my, uh, my dad uh, got into a press conference that John Lennon was holding. Uh, for something or other, I don't fucking know what. I don't really think it matters. It was but his my dad meal that he was doing with Burger King, wasn't it? Yeah, the John um, Lennon combo meal. What the John yeah. Lennon combo meal? Yes, yeah, his, his combo meal. <laughs> Whoppers, onion rings, and a uh, Dr Pepper. Yes, that was exactly what it was. No, it wasn't. It was a Mister Pib. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. That was exactly what I was going to say. And you stole it. You fucker. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so my dad asked uh, John Lennon, um, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, people call you the British Bob Dylan. How does that make you feel or whatever? Something along those lines. John Lennon's response was, uh, I don't consider myself the British anything. Uh, just to what I, all, all I am is what I am, which is me. And that's all that I can be. I'm John Lennon. What a fucking boring answer. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm sorry. I think the, the response started with, that's a stupid question. <laughs> Daddy blue. I don't think that's a stupid question at all. No. Uh, seems like the kind of thing a journalist would ask when a bunch of people are calling you the British Bob Dylan. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you check his pockets afterwards? Because I hear those scousers are. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. Um, Nothing for that. Okay. No, I I didn't actually catch what you were saying. <laughs> I was drinking. I just popped James at home. So oh, fair enough. Yeah. No. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, just, I I thought of James over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wife and I took the kids to the mall. We went to yeah. the Lego store, and you know what I saw on the shelf? What'd you see? I saw a, a big old Lego set. Yeah. Um, for the stadium in which his favorite team plays. Oh, you're gonna get fucking shanked. <laughs> yeah, they. It, it was a uh, a set where you could build the uh, football stadium in which Manchester United plays. That's Old Trafford, and you're going to get shanked. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to protect you. Yeah, well, Old Trafford, Manchester United, it's it's 3,898 pieces. It, it's one of them uh, Lego creator sets. Yeah, I didn't know you could stack garbage that high. <laughs> Five, seven. <laughs> I didn't know they stack shit that high. You seem like a good guy. Hell, I'd let you fuck my sister. <laughs> yeah, that's... uh. Oh, he's going to fight you. <laughs> James. 
There is nothing in life so serious that we need to get upset over football. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't wait till he tells you stories. I cannot wait. (laughs) No, like the soccer riots over there, man. Like, I mean, it's not like it's a... uh, It's not like it's a concert oh. by that guy. Oh boy, don't what? know. We're not doing that. Walk that shit back. I'm not doing that. I don't even remember what the guy's name is. It's been three days and I don't remember. It's Travis Scott. Travis Scott. It's not a Travis Scott concert. Why did I give that to you? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wasn't Travis Scott one of those McDonald's meals? He was. Oh my do you remember what it was? Uh it was Google. I'm going to Google. I want to say it was chicken nuggets, a Big Mac, Sprite, barbecue sauce. Because he liked to dip his McNuggets in. It was a it was McNuggets, but they were different shapes. They were all diamond shaped because they'd been pushed through a fence. Oh God! Um, no, actually, it was a medium Sprite, a quarter pounder with bacon and fries with barbecue sauce. Uh-huh. That's what it was. It was the fries that he liked to dip in the Sprite and barbecue sauce together. Yeah. Because he's a monster. Apparently. <laughs> apparently he got all pissed off that somebody called an ambulance for the people that were dead in his crowd. Hey, Travis Scott, you're a real piece of shit. Go fuck yourself and die. He, um, I bought a, a box of Reese's Puffs at one point that he had had his name all over. They were good. You know huh. what kind of bums me out about him is that he's co-opted the uh, the nickname of our, our our other patron saint, Mick Foley. Huh. And his nickname, he 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 runs by the name Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack? Yep. Hmm. And there's there's only one Cactus Jack. Really, there's two. There's Cactus Jack from the old uh um Michael Murphy songs. You know, Cactus Jack Jack drinks coffee black. Um I believe that's six o'clock on a Sunday morning by uh yeah, Michael Martin Murphy. Anyway, um, which is where you know our, our good buddy McFoley got his name. And then Travis Scott stole it from McFoley. Or or took it. I shouldn't say stole it. He didn't steal it. You know, uh Charles Manson stole Helter Skelter from the Beatles. We're stealing it back. Charles Witts is a fucking dog shit musician. You know, actually, he's not that bad. He's not that good. Do you know who tried to put out his record? One of the Beach Boys. Dennis Dennis Wilson. After Dennis drowned, do you know who the next person was that tried to put out his record? No. Um, Quincy Jones? Henry Garfield. You would know him as Henry Rollins. Really? Yeah, Rollins tried to put out his his album like in the mid eighties or early nineties. Huh. Yeah. May have actually succeeded. I don't remember. Hmm. See, I, I as a historical document, I guess I'd be interested in hearing more than what I've heard. Um, but then again, I'm the sort of person who has seen the Bud Dwyer, you know, suicide more than once. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? 
the fuck is it's not fun. Sure. Show it to people at a party. It's good. <coughs> I mean, it's a good shot. A nice shot, man. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. I don't remember what I was talking about. It's way up there with the videos, the the internet videos I enjoy, like the lady that fell over in the the big barrel when, when she was stomping the the grapes. Oh, I like turtles, mm-hmm. and then Bud Dwyer. Mm. I'm not tri- familiar with I like turtles. You don't know I like turtles? Uh, is this even something I want to Google? Oh yeah, it's fine. It's just a little kid being interviewed about his Halloween costume. And he kind of looks like uh, AEW's Darby Allen. Oh, okay. No, I think I, I, I don't, I, I've seen the kid. I don't think I know the, the source. I like totals. I like totals. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty great. Black IPAs, huh? Wow, they're so good, Matt. Why don't people make them anymore? They do. We have two of them sitting right here. I got another one down in my basement. But they only make them for the winter. Brindle House has one out right now that I didn't buy. Brindle House? Ah, I buy all my clothes at Brindle House. I buy all my clothes at Brindle House. Yeah. um, Instead, I bought Brooklyn Black Ops. Because it's 12% and I felt like being McKenna Blue this weekend. Listen, um, you can do a lot worse than even a shitty beard that's like 12%. It's a 16-ounce can of Four Roses. Yeah. 16 ounces at 12%? I didn't stutter, yeah. Man. It's a uh, Four Roses bourbon barrel aged stout. I want to say it's like thirteen seventy nine. It's ridiculous. Jesus. So go buy Jesus. Go buy that and pass out on your couch, couch, McKenna. That's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that tomorrow. I can't do the uh, the math on that because I'm not sure how to do it. But that's a lot of alcohol. It is, yeah. It probably shouldn't. It's not responsible to sell it in a 16-ounce can. That's why, like, they don't even print, like, on the can, please drink responsibly. There's just, like, fucking whatever, I guess. Good fucking luck, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, glad you're not planning on doing anything. Well, that's the thing. Even that utopia is, like. Yes. Yeah, percent on that one. I was thinking about drinking that the other night. I was like, I don't want to take that to the dome. I did. It was a great experience. I'm sure it was. I mean, I felt in one beer about what I'm feeling currently. Yeah. Yeah. So you did all right for yourself. I had a wonderful evening. I threw a bunch of those in the basement so we can try them over the next couple of years. See how that, that alcohol mellows out. Now, see, you can tell that I enjoy nocturnal rainbows because it's empty for one thing. But uh, I am trying to drink every last drop out of my empty glass. 
it's it's just it's good. It's it's really solid. Um, I don't know, like it's a classic. Here's the thing, Matt. Yeah. When I picked it up and I had the the five ounce pour, which was three dollars, by yeah. the way. Yeah. A, a a bargain at twice the price. Can't confirm. Um you said to me, uh, you know, how does it stack up against uh Raven and Black Metal and blah blah blah? Yeah. And I said to you that it's probably the weakest out of the three, but it's still very good. See, I wouldn't call it weak. It's a different genre. But here's the thing. I, <laughs> I'm i not saying like weakest, like, oh, it's dog shit. Like I'm saying in terms of like, you know, flavor profile and, you know, all the all of things that we take into consideration, it's not bringing as much to the table as, you know, Raven and Black Metal. Right. I think I might be wrong. Yes. I think you might be. I think I'm actually enjoying this the most out of uh, the three beers that I drank tonight. Because here's the thing. And this is what I've noticed about the uh, Trillium and Treehouse versions of Black IPAs. They're very good. Mm-hmm. But it's it's square peg round hole, right? Like Sure. They're using their their usual flavor profiles, their usual hops, all that. There's there's probably some alchemy in there where they're subbing some stuff out, but it's really just changing the malt profile. So they're they're just putting that extra bit of of roast on what they would usually. It's it's basically just a, a, a Julius that they put roasted a roasted malt into, yeah, right. Where the nocturnal rainbows is the textbook definition of a, a black IPA. Like that, that's what I would expect. It's got a lot more of the, the pininess, the, the not as, as citrus forward as, as the, it, it's also got like an undercurrent of sweetness, almost like a, uh, like a roasty caramel. Yes. Kind of thing going on uh, underneath it. That's hitting yeah. just right tonight. It's uh, it's playing more to the the malt profile than the hops, which is I think what we're we're really liking. Yeah, it's just fucking delightful, and I, I applaud Rising Storm uh, for for crafting this beautiful, beautiful beverage. Me too. And I, I want you to brew it all year round, please, and thank you. Yes. I agree. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yes, please. Let's let's do that. Yes, do please. <sighs> I'm beat. Should we wrap this thing up? We we should probably wrap this thing up. Um, I am also beat, and I'm quite drunk. Yeah, same. Um, I I don't remember what the ABV on each of these was. I'm looking. This one's a uh, seven point something. Seven one. And the black metal I drank, I believe that falls into the eights. And I can't read a fucking thing on this Raven can. Black metal's an eight point four. Treehouse that was a. We go six and a half. 
Who can say they're not? Um, in any case, three particularly strong beers, kind of. So I'm going to go to bed feeling pretty good tonight. Um, I feel like we should probably drink some water, huh? 7% for the uh, the Raven. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, a pretty strong yeah. evening this evening. It's time for a glass of water. It's time for a big old glass of water. I'm going to be peeing all night, though. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I plan on waking up about three o'clock and emptying out like I usually do. Yeah. If Ben wakes up uh, teething the way that he has been recently, it's going to be an easy, uh, an easy experience to sit there and rock with him. Like, Rub hey, man, it's all thumb. good, brother. I know you're not feeling good, man, but hmm, we're in this gliding rocking chair. There's like no fucking like, you know, nothing to worry about, man. It's all good. Did that beer really do that? Are you high right now? <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I wish that I was. Yeah, soon enough. Yeah. But in any case, um, let's let's plug let's open up the plug bag and do our socials. It's uh, at Beer Review Journal on Instagram, at Beer Review JNL on Twitter. Uh, he's at Dreaded Men on those. I'm at McKenneth Blue on those. Um, check out the other Lunchador podcasts um, at Lunchador Pod on Twitter and at Lunchador Podcasts on Instagram. Um, we've got some big old juicy. Big juicy nuts. Do you, do you want to go through the list of our our current lunch door podcasts, and I'll, I'll finish up with with our newest edition. Okay. Um, so everyone who's listening to this listens to the beer review journal. That's that's just a given. You'd have to be fucking stupid not to understand that. But then we've also got Caleb versus Self. We've got mimosas with my besties. We've got the Interstate Wrestling Podcast. And we've got the archives of Mind of Magnus featuring Magnus Apollo and Matt Knotts. And coming soon, our newest addition to the, the network. It's you know him, you love him. Who is it? We've got Chris Lindstrom. We've got Chris Lindstrom. We brought in Food About Town to Lunch Door Podcast Network. The man, the, the myth, the legend, the, the, the Rochester Podcast OG. Five-time Best in Rochester Podcast winner, Christopher Lindstrom. Five times. Five-time podcast of the... Uh, the year winner from uh, Rochester city newspaper, uh, the finest newspaper in Rochester, New York. Um, Chris the paper's so nice. They don't charge you for it. Correct. Now a magazine. Uh, but anywho, um, yeah. Food about town. Yeah. Stromy <laughs> is with us. I, I just picture the conversation going something like Chris McKenneth won't stop 
asking me to ask you to join the podcast network. It's like every couple months with this guy. Just, just please, would you, for my sanity, please. That was basically it. And then he said, will, will he do social media for me? And I said, yeah. He was like, cool, <laughs> I'm in. I'm still waiting. I want him to reach out about that. <laughs> so at any rate, Stromy is a part of the Lunch Door Podcast Network now. This is uh, true. He's one of my favorite people in Rochester. Um, him and Carrie. The Lindstroms are fantastic people. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have him. As I, a I was actually just trying to one-up you. No, it's fine. I, one of my favorite people in the world, too. He's great. He's one of my favorite people in the multiverse. There you go. Um, I win. Sure. You can't do bigger than that. You're right. I'll give you the win. Fucking stop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to end the show, you fucking asshole. <laughs> trying to give him his props. So the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm drunk, so I'm gonna get mushy for a minute. Um, the cool thing about Lunchador is that it's it's a group of people that are are friends and, and try to put together stuff that they think is cool. You know, we we all really enjoy each other's company. I'm, I'm hoping we can, you know, do more in the new year where we're kind of on each other's podcasts and make it a, an actual universe to your, your point there, McKenna. Um, and, and Stromy fits that bill perfectly. If you've listened to the shows he's been on, um, there's some of my favorite shows we've done. He, he's so knowledgeable, so funny. Um, he's a great dude. Uh, and I feel really lucky that he's he's joining in and and kind of jumping into our our dumb little circus here. So, yeah, uh, from from me, the guy that kind of runs Lunchador as, as much as anybody does, um, I'm very excited to have him because he's he's the perfect addition. Thank thank you very much, McKenna, for tormenting me for six months to ask him. <laughs> it was. It was longer than six months, Matt. And how much we love <laughs> we love Chris. <laughs> it was like it was probably like two months after the first time he was on our show. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, hey, have you ever asked Chris to be <laughs> on our on the network? No, he's 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 too big for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Six months later, you know, you should probably ask Chris. <laughs> To me, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm nothing if I'm not chicken shit. So that's that. Anyway, love to have Stromy on with us. Um, it, it's super exciting that that he's a part of Lunchador. Uh, I'm very happy that that he agreed to come on, and uh, I look forward to him jumping on more of our shows. There'll, there'll probably be a some kind of you know, announcement show or something like that with, with him and I over the next couple of days, or you might hear ads all over our, our podcasts across the, the lunch door network about. Yeah. Uh, about town. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent about the whole thing at best, but, um, I fucking love the guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now that I've been all squishy and weird, I think it's time we should bring this thing home. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's bring the train into the old station. Let's do it. I'm From all that. of us here at the Beer Reviewed Journal, you know what? Try everything. Even black IPAs and and new podcasts or old es- podcasts, especially black IPAs. Hell yeah, is what I would say. Good night. We love you. I can't stop jizzing. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. I knew you were going to do that. Cheerio! That's the end of our show, Donk. Did you catch the thing at the end of last episode? Yes. Ah.